What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Morrow's back. Morrow's back. Morrow's back. Morrow's back. Anyway, sorry, that's not the only thing I'm going to talk about this week, but if you listen to FBI last week, you'll hear um, I'm not a fan of Byron Sexton. You'll also hear it again later tonight. Um, great to have you back, Morrow and Beth, both of you. Um, what a gift. This is Snap Judgments for April 29th, 2020, NXT review. Um, before I get started, I am your host on Snap Judgments for NXT. D.A. Vincent K. Fabe, baby. Probably the wrong night to introduce the baby part, but um, that'll happen next week when Adam Cole faces Velveteen Dream. That's kind of exciting. Uh, anyway, Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. Just want to remind you guys, please go to tatnusco.com, follow all the links. And before I start this review, because we've been doing all of this preparatory stuff at the very end of all of these shows and your time is running very very short for this promo make sure you share this podcast on twitter um with the hashtag hashtag raw and order wbu that's your chance to win two t-shirts not just one but two one of our t-shirts I just ordered my not a cop shirt last week. I'm pretty pumped about when that bad boy shows up so I can walk around saying not a cop. Um, also, along with that, you'll not only will you get one of our shirts, you'll also get any shirt of your choosing from uh, wrestlingtees.com. Um, pretty big deal for you guys uh, because that's your, your opportunity to use our money to support maybe a non uh, a non-active wrestler right now, um, somebody who was let go, somebody who's gonna be let go, uh, somebody who's maybe having to sit sit the sidelines for a few minutes. Um, anybody like that, we really really want to encourage you to choose one of those shirts. But if you want to get a Cody shirt, that's fine. Or if you want to get a Kenny Kenny Omega shirt, that's fine. Um, Make your pick. It's fine either way. So, anyway, we're on to Snap Judgments. Snap Judgments is brought to you by, um, well, Ron Order WBU and our t shirt site. Uh, make sure you head over to, um, whew, I'm going to get this right yet, shop.spreadshirt.com backslash raw and order WBU. You'll see our entire selection there. I'm a huge fan of the Not a Cop shirt. However, I do think I'll probably be ordering the belt shirt and most likely the uh, shirt that makes fun of me that you'll find out about later this week. Anyway, uh, um, quick recap of the show. Uh, we're just going to start from the beginning. Uh, as, as you could hear when I opened up, uh, I'm jacked. Tomorrow's back. We actually had some decent commentary this week. Uh, it was very, very, very cool have Morrow back. In fact, on World Wish Day tonight, I actually got to hear my wish, have my wish granted by Make-A-Wish, and Morrow was brought back. 
I think there's a lot of you out there who the jury um, buy a t-shirt and then you also become a, a member of the police academy. Um, but the a lot of fans out there who are with me on this, that was a wish granted. Um, but we're not going to spend too much time on that. We start off with Swerve versus Phantasma. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm not entirely sold on this... Uh, this cruiserweight tournament. Um, there's a couple different ways it can go at this juncture. Swerve versus Phantasma. I'm just going to get into it real quick. Um, we had a, a, a... This is a good cruiserweight match. But the problem is good cruiserweight matches are hard to suspend your disbelief in sometimes. Um... There was a moment where Phantasma was sitting on the second or standing on the second rope for an extended amount of time. Um, that I just thought to myself, "My heavens, why is he still on the second rope? That, he's been up there for a while." Well, it was so that Swerve could hit a Hurricane Rana or Frankensteiner right out, Frankensteiner off the second rope on him. <sighs> This is believable if he's there for a couple sec- for a couple tenths of a second, but this was three four seconds. This was quite some time. Um, probably shouldn't have been out there that long. We do end up getting Swerve a win here, so they're both one and one after this, um, making uh, Phantasma one and one go down to one and one, um, and making Swerve go up to one and one. I think I think the key to this whole division is does Tazawa lose? I don't think he will. I think he's the he's the um, hands down winner out of this division uh, or this group. Um, it's really hard to get behind anybody in this group. Uh, Tazawa is the only one that really has any carry here. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, and for heaven's sake, Swerve gets the win by crucifix roll-up. So, um, we do get a Swerve, uh, later on in the show, we get a Swerve interview about how his match went. And again, we get the, I respect the heck out of that man in the ring. If you can't create a good heel, you won't create a good face. Um, there's gotta be a heel better than Tony Nese in this division. And Tony Nese is the best heel in the in in 205, uh, 205 Live or the cruiserweight division. Um, that's got to be improved on. Somebody has to be more hateable than this. Uh, and and Swerve, you can do it. I mean, you've got the words and everything, but boy, you weren't there tonight. It just was not your play. So anyway. Um, I don't know. It was a match, and it was there, and I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Probably not the way to open the, open the show. In fact, the next match is probably the way I would have opened the show. We had Candice LeRae versus Casey Catanzaro. Um, love Casey Catanzaro. She's the she's the little petite gal that you kind of root for. Uh, Candice LeRae obviously has gone psycho along with uh, Joey. Uh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Joey. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny uh, Gargano. Um, LeRae looked like a different person. Uh, I enjoyed her more than I have ever enjoyed her. Ever. 
Smarks is going to love this uh, because I am constantly dogging on her for being boring. Uh, this was a lot of fun seeing her and her heel character. Um, Gargano, I, I like the new music. Gargano came out with her. Um, from what I understand, Smarks seemed to like her. Um, Gargano coming out with her and giving the pump up. I, it was okay. Uh, maybe it gets better if they can throw new spins on it, but it was okay. Um, the Ray is vicious and continues to just be unrelenting throughout this match, and that made it a lot of fun. Um, if she's if she's the big sister, she is exactly what her finish move is, and she's a wicked stepsister. Uh, that's what she closes with. Um, it's it's. It's a reverse version of Daniel Bryan's stomps when somebody's laying down on their back. Um, it, it's only it's a single stomp. She grabs Gatanzaro uh, by the shoulders or by the arms, pulls the arms back, has her foot in the back of her back, and then just snaps her face first into the mat. Um, this move is epic. This move is worth seeing in and of itself. Um, as Candice is leaving to go with Johnny out of the arena, she turns around, walks back in. Remember, Casey and her have been tag team partners in the past. Locks on the Gargano escape uh, in homage to her husband. And Gargano kind of slides in the ring and gives the uh, dreamy look, which was that was actually a pretty good bit. Uh, as, as Candice is sliding out, she... Gives him a kiss on the cheek for them to leave with. Um, the overall bit, pretty decent bit. Pretty decent setup. I, I mean, I, I wasn't disappointed in this match at all. Um, this is really, really great. Then we get the new... Maybe this is like the Miz TV. This is a, I hope this isn't a long-term segment. It's okay for a couple times. Um, but we get Riddle and Thatcher come out. For the newly bro show, <laughs> bro. Um, <laughs> Byron Saxton comes out here. See, I told you I was going to talk about him. Um, it's his normal cheesy self. Not really all that enjoyable, but at least they dog on him at one point. Uh, he does have a line where he looks at Thatcher, Timothy Ch- Thatcher, and says, um, you're a technician. You, you're well known for your technical. In fact, at one point, I understand that you plucked a guy's eyeball out of the socket. And um, Thatcher looks at him and says, "Yep," which adds to the psychoness of Timothy Thatcher, and does a little something for this segment. So I, I didn't hate this segment at this point. Um, then the, uh, at one point, Byron uh, Saxton tries to make a Netflix and chill joke because Timothy Thatcher doesn't own a television. Um, this is like the ultimate and whoops into they get each other's answers right. Um, but Byron Saxton tries to make a Netflix and chill joke and uh, um, Timothy Thatcher says, I don't need Netflix to chill. Uh, very straight man on that. And... Um, you know, obviously Matt Riddle just loves it. He's like, yeah, bro, that's the best answer ever. 
Um, and then he makes a little bash on Saxton for saying that Saxton's never chilled, which I find hilarious. Um, as they're going into the end of this Imperium attacks, um, we've got Imperium. I, I feel like maybe COVID-19 has pushed off a little bit of the Finn Balor battle. Like there's, there's a bunch building for Finn Balor all over. Um, maybe that's what, what we're going to find out next week when Balor's going to be there, even though we have no update on Balor or where he's at. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, um, Imperium attacks, uh, we'll get into the Balor part because that's technically later in the show. Um, Imperium attacks just decimates, um, Riddle and Thatcher, um, they end up uh, hitting Thatcher with the European bomb um, in the middle of the ring. It is it is just an annihilation. That's the obvious next match here. Um, I don't know. I didn't hate this at all. I love Imperium. Love Imperium. Um, they play the role of the evil bad guy who just beats people up for... The sake of beating them up really, really well. Um, as I said, we do get uh, um, lots of smaller promos here, which is fine. We have Adam Cole versus Dream promo. Adam Cole comes out and says, fine, I'll have my match with you next week. Um, but I'll still be the best NXT champion of all time and the longest reigning NXT champion of all time, which I feel like is also setting up another Finn Balor feud. Um from there we go on to we have a little bit of a promo about Charlotte and Mia Yim and then we go into Charlotte and Mia Yim um I gotta get props here because Mia Yim performed a tarantula on Charlotte and it's been ages ages since I've seen a tarantula um I love that move I love the setup um, I know that there's the five count. It did take a little while for the five to, five count to start because it took a little while for me to cinch it in. That is okay. Uh, we really, really get a great match out of Mia. Uh, a lot of good back and forth here. Uh, it gives us... It, Charlotte obviously gets the win um, in the figure eight. EO comes out and says that our, their match is going to be next week. Not disappointed in that either. So now for next week, we've got confirmed Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream NXT Championship. We've got Charlotte, <coughs> pardon me, versus EO confirmed next week NXT Women's Championship. Um, we then get a uh, Karrion Cross promo during this promo. We find out that they're going to be live next week. So we actually get to, you know, talk to Scarlett and Karrion Cross. Um, I'm starting to be able to carry the Karrion name. I'm okay with that. Um, and then we get the Valor promo. And this is a huge frustration for me. This is the crap I talked about a little while back when they were promoing that, um, Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse will return to SmackDown this Friday. Blah, 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 blah. So in that instance, we had a different situation because it was, you have this guy who's supposed to be the agent of chaos and you're telling him to fit. You're telling him he are, he's telling the fans, I guess maybe is what I should say 
that he's going to comfortably fit into the nice little spot where they have a place for him by having that promo. And I know they're trying to sell tickets for Friday and get people by sell tickets. I mean, get people to watch and tune in on Friday. Um, not okay. He's an agent of chaos. The other storyline that you're telling with Balor is at the very beginning, they say, well, there's no update on him. We don't know what happened. He's been missing. But next week, he'll be here live to talk about it. What in the bloody hell are you talking about? Somebody is missing and nobody knows where they're at. And you're going to say next week, they'll be here live to talk about it. That is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard. Whoever wrote the promo, whoever delivered the promo, it was Tom Phillips that delivered the promo. Whoever didn't double check this is a freaking idiot. This should have never happened. So I am thoroughly pissed off about this one. You might even hear about it later on in FBI. Who knows? Um, from there, we, uh, we move on to Dexter Loomis versus Shane Thorne. Um, anybody who listens to this podcast on the regular knows that Dexter Loomis is unbelievably incredible, amazing, unrelenting awesomeness. By the way, um, I may have to just send him a shirt free of charge. Dexter Loomis, uh, anybody who has him on Twitter, because I, I as, as you guys probably know from the shows, I don't tweet nearly as much as I want. Tell him I'm going to give him a free T-shirt if he'll wear it. Um, I don't even care. Just one of ours. That's all I ask. I will send him a free T-shirt um, just so that I can have it on Dexter Loomis because he is my favorite piece to the NXT puzzle right now. Because nobody knows where he fits. And it's exceptional. So anyway, Dexter Loomis versus Shane Thorne. Um, we actually get the correct name for the submission maneuver. It is no longer being incorrectly, unaptly named by Tom Phillips, the Anaconda Vice, because that's not what that is. Um, it's called the Katai Katami. Um, and... Uh, y- I think Morrow actually called it the Katai Katami uh, arm triangle. Um, that's obviously from the sit-out Unagi. Um, loved the whole setup. Shane Thorne had a pretty decent set of offense here. I mean, there was... What what I think Loomis does, and I, and I was actually looking for him to be more Goldberg-esque, um, and I'm glad he's not, because it, it shows that there's an escalation in his... Pain, which kind of becomes this this trigger for him to throw out finishers. Um, but he has offense otherwise in the match as well. It's just there, there becomes this run that the other person can get on, and then suddenly they can't because he's there. He's peaked. He's, he's in the zone. The adrenaline shot hit. Whatever it is makes it all of a sudden that he'll hit that that sit out in Naga and then straight into the Katai Katami. Um, so yeah, really, really cool. By the way, Shane Thorne does not tap to the Katai Katami. Um, he actually goes to sleep, which I'm absolutely also okay with. Um, cause it helps elevate Shane Thorne a little bit more. Um, I don't love Shane Thorne, but, um, at least it didn't have to annihilate him, which was okay. So, 
from there, uh, we did a promo about Drake Maverick. Um, sorry, trying to read my notes. Um, oh, and then a promo about Keith Lee. Um, just before the Drake Maverick promo, I will say that Jordan Devlin did a tweet that they feature. Uh, in that tweet, Jordan Devlin, again, throws that, I respect the hell out of these guys. They're doing great. Jordan Devlin, they're fighting for your title that you don't have an opportunity to fight for. Like, this isn't, you're, somebody else is going to be able to claim that they're you until you're able to claim that they're not. This is garbage. Like, you need to be pissed off, and you're you're a heel. Don't respect the hell out of those guys. Nobody wants to hear how you respect the hell out of those guys. We want to hear how you're pissed off that they're even doing it, that you're going to kick Regal's ass for making the, the matches, and then you're going to kick all their asses for even thinking that they should have your title. That's what we want in a tweet. So that tweet was just utterly utterly done wrong um again we do get the drake maverick promo which is pretty generic at this juncture we all know that it's drake maverick fighting for his job um pretty sure that that this is wwe making the best out of their bad create situation that they created um and drake maverick playing along for paycheck i don't know that i love that but uh, Drake Maverick, thank you for giving us a great match. In a few moments, I'll talk about. Um, we've already had a promo earlier that I didn't write down in my notes, so I don't know exactly where it fell on the show, uh, but we had a Damian Priest promo. By the way, this is just a nice little shout-out to my friend in Florida, Maya. Maya, you sound just like Damian Priest, and I cannot help but listen to his promos and be like, ha, same dude. Uh, except for, you know, you're not six foot seven and you certainly aren't stacked. Um, in fact, you're kind of a skinny little twerp. Love ya! Anyway, um, any of our Florida listeners looking for a foreign car, um, go to Capital Eurocars, ask for Maya. He's my pal in Florida. I haven't talked to him in, oh, probably three weeks. So um, tell him, tell him DA Fabe sent you. He'll know who it is. Um, anyway, we finally get into, uh, then we get a Keith Lee promo talking about how, uh, Damian Priest bruised his larynx and, uh, he's still limitless and, and it, it's filler. It was exactly that, just filler. Uh, then we get into the Nice and, and Drake Maverick match. Nice dominates this with the arrogance that Tony Nice does so very, very well. The downside to Tony Nese doing this so very, very well is he's the only one who's doing it, and there's not enough anti-charisma or charisma for anybody to really believe that he's this much of a... Yeah, it's, it's a guy obviously playing a bad guy, not necessarily being a bad guy. Um, he's tormenting Drake Maverick throughout the whole thing, um, how he's ruining his career. Dude, you're 0-1. Like, I'm sorry, you're an 01 dude going up against another 01 dude. There is not even the most arrogant, pompous dude on the planet who's going to think it's a good idea to taunt for 12 minutes and then lose the match. Like, just get after it. So, um, effectively, Tony Nice is out of the tournament. 
which means it's Kushida, Jake Atlas, and Drake Maverick. Um, we'll have, I would assume we'll have Jake, Ax- Jake Atlas and Kushida next week. Um, I would also assume that means that we're going to have um, Kushida beat Jake Atlas so that we can have um, 2-0 versus 1-1 one one in the final in that bracket. Um, we may even have, uh, you know, Tony Nese get a win over Jake Atlas. And so those two are the bottom two at one and two each. Or we may have three two and ones, Jake Atlas, Tony Nese, and Drake Maverick. Um, I just don't think we're going to get three and oh and three and oh. I just don't. Um, that swerve doesn't work. Um, we may even get two and one. We may have a six man match and, and it could be a ladder match or something. I don't know. So could get interesting there. Um, there's a moment where where Drake Maverick in this match uh, kind of hulks up, which is kind of fun. Uh, immediately kind of goes, well, not kind of, legitimately goes psychotic on Tony Nese and just starts attacking him like a, like a madman from hell. Um, really, really, really good. Um, at one point, though, uh to kind of end that, Nice does a, a German into the turnbuckle, and this was Nia Jax bad, man. Like, I sincerely thought Drake was going to get hurt, and, I'm, and I was thinking to myself, oh my lord, if Drake Maverick gets hurt here, what's that do to the rest of this tournament? What's that do to the momentum he's built right here? So, um... He wasn't, though, and so that's okay. Um, he does hit the uh, he does hit the corner cutter um, shortly after this. So um, that is not how he gets the win. He actually gets the win by a uh, kind of a kip up type bulldog thing uh, from the top rope. Really a cool little setup um, where he springs back up from a potential face plant or like he was trying to do a sunset flip. Um, just a, a, a really, you, you have to watch it. It's that bulldog and then gets the cover for the one, two, three. Tony Nese, you are 0-2. You're probably out of the tournament. Drake Maverick, you're going to get used here, man. And maybe you'll have a contract if COVID-19 stops soon enough. Uh, from there, they do a recap for next week. We do get, um, and, and I'm sure plenty of people saw it, uh, early on, we have Dijak complaining about Gargano, so now we're going to have a Gargano-Dijak match, which should be good. Um, I don't know who's going to win that. I really don't. I I don't think we're in a spot where we can have Dijak lose, um, but I also don't think we're in a spot where we can have Gargano lose. So I think there's got to be interference. This could be carrying Cross's spot. I don't know. Um, I'd like to hope that it's not where they're going to go with Karrion Cross. Um, we still haven't heard anything from, anything from Champa after the Karrion Cross attack. So I don't know. Uh, but they do confirm that. So now, officially, we've got EO versus Charlotte Women's Championship. We've got Adam Cole Bebe versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship. We've got a setup for the Imperium for Imperium versus um, the Broserweight, even though Timothy Chad 
yeah, Timothy Thatcher doesn't really work for the browser weights, but that's fine. Um, Thatcher and, and, uh, oh my lord. Why do I always forget his name? Matt, uh, Riddle. Sorry, Matt Riddle. Um, it's because I don't like him. That's why I forget his name. They even did, they even did a, I wake my wife bakes, man, uh, uh, if y'all smoke, that's fine. It's all up to you. But if you're an idiot like that, if you sound like that, if you smoke all the time, you have smoked yourself stupid. Stop it. Okay? That's all I gotta say. Anyway, moving forward. Um, There's a lot more than that to why I don't like Matt Riddle, just so everybody knows. Um, We finally get to the main event. We've been looking forward to this since the knife stick attack last week. We've really been looking forward to it since the promo where he calls out Keith Lee and says, you've been dodging me, you've been dodging me, you've been dodging me. Um, And that is Damian Priest versus Keith Lee. This match is lights out. I mean, this stuff is... That's damn good-ass word. Um, If Vince isn't watching NXT... There's a reason he has no clue how good it is. None whatsoever. Uh, Keith Lee is a stud in this match. Damian Priest looks amazing. There is segment over segment over segment. Um, the the there's a early on they get they're out of the ring. Um, Keith Lee is gonna gonna spear, I guess. Uh, Damian Priest on the outside. Priest moves out of the way. Keith Lee flies through. And I mean, bust the barricade open. I'm sure that it wasn't attached. I get it. They fight on the outside of the, the barricade. They fight on the inside of the barricade. They fight on the outside of the barricade. They're still outside the ring. They have definitely broken the 10 count. And that's A-OK by me. Um, and at some point, Keith Lee picks up Damian Priest, launches him from the barricade, which is about six feet from the ring. To the ring and lands him on the apron, which is, by the way, the hardest part of the ring, um, just in case people were wondering, but launches him all that way. Now, Priest is not a small dude. He's six foot seven, um, solidly, even if they're lying about his weight, solidly, he's a 250. So you don't get to be six foot seven and not be that much weight. And he throws him like, well, he throws him like the broken arrow, man. Like he just tosses him. Um, in that moment, Keith Lee was the archer of infamy, um, and Damian Priest was the bow, or was the arrow, um, because he launched him. Um, they get back into the ring. There is a phenomenal Damian Priest segment where he has a comeback for everything Keith Lee throws at him. He dodges it, hits him with two more hits. He dodges it, hits him with three more. He dodges it, hits him with a couple more hits. All of that stuff. At one point, that segment rolls right on into an eventual sit-out choke slam. You are convinced that Damian Priest has taken this title. You are convinced that it's going on to Priest's waist. And you don't get it. Keith Lee kicks out. Um, this is why Damian Priest loses his crap. 
but does it wisely. So he runs over, grabs the NXT belt, grabs his nightstick, walks over to the ring like he's going to get back in with the belt, having the nightstick at his side. Referee tells him he can't have it. It's fine, you get it out of here. And then he gets the nightstick out, and he's getting ready to hit Keith Lee, and Keith Lee grabs his hand and says, No, I am limitless. Um, you're going a little far with the limitless thing. I'm, it, it's it's kind of getting cheesy at this juncture, but it was really cool right here, so I'll allow it. Um, stops him. Um, Damian Priest tries to take a big swing with it. Uh, of course, Keith Lee knocks it out of the or uh, hits the double slap to the chest. Um, takes the nightstick out of his hand, hands it to the ref. Puts Damian Priest up for a spirit bomb. Number one, down to the mat. We get a count. One, two. Keith Lee picks him, or one and a half, I guess. Keith Lee picks him up for another spirit bomb. Back down. One, two, three. Keith Lee is still your North American champion and definitely bringing credibility to that title. Uh, it was a great match. This show is well worth watching. So if I go back through and I give it a nice little rating, I'll get I'll rate each match. Um, convictions are good. Acquittals are bad. Convicted of being epic or convicted of being awesome is where we're going to go here. So I'm just going to do the matches again. I don't do the promos. Uh, Swerve. <sighs> Swerve and Fantastic. <laughs> There's nothing to fan Phantasma is now one and one in NXT and a contender for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Do you understand where we're at here? He's one and one overall in NXT and a contender if he beats Tazawa for the NXT Championship. This is not the way you're supposed to do this. So, um, the match is fine at five. Um, I feel that it, it's a very numb feeling because you just aren't invested in them. Uh, Larray and Catanzaro, I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to give it a Billy Bob 10, but I'll give it an eight, probably more. I'll, I'll give it a nine. Uh, Catanzaro really sells Larray here. Uh, Larray. Uh, is a vicious, vicious woman here. Um, yeah, at eight and a half. We'll, we'll split it. Eight and a half um, convictions here out of ten. Really, really good there. Uh, the Riddle Thatcher segment. Again, I do not rate, rate segments. Um, there is brilliance. There is... Ugh, in this segment, and both exist. So, do what you want with it. You guys can... Actually, hashtag me at DA Vincent K. Fabe. Hashtag me with whether uh, this segment was good or bad. So put uh, hashtag newly bros good or hashtag newly bros bad. I don't care which one you use. Hashtag us. In fact, if you share this along with those, we'll throw in another entry to the contest. Get in on that contest. It's two free t-shirts, any size, so long as they make it for you. Um, really, really cool. In fact, 
If you're a super duper plus size guy, I may even have it made by a personal friend of mine for you. Um, if, if, uh, if our provider doesn't do that. So by all means, jump all over it. Um, the Imperium attack, obviously still part of that. So I, I can't give a rating there. Um, though I want to, cause it ended a segment. I would not give a lot of convictions to, uh, Yim versus Charlotte. This really elevated Yim and didn't hurt Charlotte in the least. So, uh, this is a seven for a non-title defense. A seven is a really, really good score. Um, I mid show, it's not closing it out. It's not open. It might've been a good way to open it up, but I understand not opening it this way. That's fine. The cross promo again. I don't, I don't, uh, rate promos. Um, excited to see him next week. Uh, the Balor promo. I think I made it pretty clear where I stand on that one. Um, not that I'm not excited to see Balor. Just not excited to continue to hear WWE or NXT make these. These these are these are Byron Saxton level mistakes. This is nip it in the butt from uh, June. I'm sorry, June from April 22nd by Byron Saxton. This is nip it in the butt instead of nip it in the bud um, level mistakes. This is not okay. You can't convince people he's gone and say, I know he's going to be here next week, though, because we talked to his kidnapper or whomever. The dumbest. Just just stop doing that, man. It's just bad. Um, After that, we have Dexter Loomis. Um, This match... This, uh, this, the match gets a seven. It's as good as Charlotte. If it, this is me tapering it back because I know my passion for Dexter Loomis. So I'm not, I'm not giving this a seven because I love Dexter Loomis. I'm tapering it back because I know I love Dexter Loomis. Because I'd have given this thing a nine. Um, it's the most enjoyable Shane Thorne match I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, part, I mean, Shane Thorne gets his ass kicked just like we normally expect, but that's how good this Dexter, I, I love Dexter Lumis. So I'll give it a seven just to taper it back for everybody. Um, <clears throat> of course, then we get Nice versus uh, Drake Maverick. There's an emotional side to this that I'm going to go ahead and give this a nine because uh, Drake Maverick got the win. Um, good match overall. Um, Nice did enough to make me not like him. He did not do enough to make me hate him. And so for that reason, I, I, I can't go all the way to a 10. Uh, but overcoming the odds is always cool. Uh, we're really rooting for Drake Maverick here. Um, I know Smarks is going to hate the outcome of this either way. Either Drake Maverick gets fired um, or Drake Maverick gets to keep his job and WWE looks doesn't have to look like such a bad guy. Um that's because he's an AEW reviewer, not a WWE reviewer. And he's kind of a smart, like, like he's a mark for, well, he's a mark for Impact Wrestling and for AEW. So, um, you know, has to, has to, always has to buck the system, has to be outside the norm. Anyway, um, and then we move on to Priest versus Lee. This match seriously is a great culmination to this uh, feud. Um, if they want to continue, this is the way you do those types of matches because it's open for priests to still be, um, a jerk and still come after it. Um, but it's closed enough for priests to 
move on to a different feud and maybe come back. Um, this match is a 10 out of 10 for weekly, week time, weekday shows. This match was unbelievably good. Um, it was believable. Uh, if if I if I was gonna take it off a of 10 out, 10 out of 10 and take it down to a uh, 9.8, I didn't enjoy. I am limitless. It's cheesy. It's stupid. Um, you don't get to pick your own nickname. Just for so everybody out there realizes this, you don't pick your own nickname. And I'm not talking WWE. I'm talking in real life. Like no dude nicknamed Tiny called himself Tiny. Every person who's ever picked their own nickname was a tool, was a douchebag. Hey, I'm Joe Smith, but people call me Smitty. Do they? Or did you just make that up? And, and that's to any fellas out there named Joe Smith or gals named Joe Smith who, are, who say that they're called Smitty. That's fine. If you're actually called Smitty by somebody else. You can't make up your own nickname. Um, I tried this when I was in, in high school. I tried to get the nickname Kong. Um, I got a different one. And somebody else picked it for me. And on occasion, I still remind her that I wasn't okay with that. Um, you guys can do whatever you want with that. You can do anything you want. You can make up whatever stories you want. It's fine. I'm a DA now, so... Uh, I can convict you of stuff too, um, in wrestling crime world or something. Yeah. Moving forward, um, as a whole, this show, because it did have a great crescendo throughout the entire show, it got better and better and better. Emotionally, it got more and more and more charged. Uh, you fell more and more and more in love with the characters, but it didn't start strong. I'm going to give it a 7.8, uh, convictions. I'm going to give it, um, one with a plea bargain and the other seven, convictions are exceptional uh the, the this thing is a really really good show there have been better recently there will be better soon but this is a setup show where they're probably trying not to take too much away from money in the bank um i'm not upset with this show at all <laughs> pardon me it's late um yeah this is i not not mad at all um just remember again that we are part of the Titanesco podcast network um we're also brought to you by anchor.fm this is a very easy way to go make a podcast um on the Tatnusco network i know several of those guys use anchor.fm including Tatnus uncensored uh, i think into dice box slam does um i'm 99 sure basement bullshit does um so please use, uh, yeah, absolutely use those things. Uh, try anchor.fm, create your own, create a podcast, get out there. Um, we care what your opinions are because you care what our opinions are. Um, we'll listen when we have time. The more listeners we get, the more none of us have to do anything. <laughs> Everybody needs jobs guys. It's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out there. Um, but again, love it when you guys go to Smarks and tell him that this podcast is better than his podcast. Um, it's just kind of my thing. Go beat up a on AEW with NXT. We love it when you do. 
by we I mean DAFABE does um, you know hit up uh, listening to all of our shows uh, be sure to check us out on WBU on Sunday nights well that's when we record it so it'll be Mondays um, be sure to check us out with our Smackdown reviews our Raw review um, that one that Sparks does for the Pissant t-shirt company um, which by the way we are a Pissant t-shirt company now how cool is that um, and check us out for FBI speaking of FBI that's the night we'll be n- announcing so make sure you get yourselves in for that uh, on FBI. Uh, that's when you can get your T-shirt. Um, and go ahead and keep entering after that. Because I'm 99% sure we're going to do another contest. Might be a little longer time. Might put more people in. Uh, might be a bigger prize. I don't know. But what I do know is share these episodes. Like, share, subscribe. Um, number one, it helps us grow. We've gone from a thousand listens to 3000 listens in less than a month. That is because of you guys. That's because of the jury. That's because of the police Academy. We want to have, have you guys out there, um, with us. So, uh, you know, we're going to throw another t-shirt out. We're going to throw some of that stuff out. Um, I don't know how the contests are going to be structured in the future. Get in on this one. Have yourself automatically entered in on the next ones with the hashtag, hashtag raw and order WBU. If you're hearing this after we gave away those shirts, I can promise you you're coming up on another contest and we'll use the same hashtag, which means you'll be qualified again. You'll be qualified just for sharing this episode for all of the future contest. So get in, get in tonight, share this episode on Twitter, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. We love to have your friends listen as well. So thanks for listening. Snap judgments. A, uh, AEW. <laughs> I was about to make fun of, of Smarks again. Anyway, snap judgments, NXT, April 29th, 2020. Court is adjourned.